This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Eliza Harvey. It's Wednesday the 9th of February. In your Squiz today, an apology in Parliament. Debate continues on the Religious Discrimination Bill. Oscar nominations. And Bluey on Airbnb. This is your Squiz today. Kicking off in Canberra this morning, Eliza, the 2022 parliamentary sitting year started yesterday and it started with the leaders of the major parties formally apologising to all those who have experienced sexual harassment, sexual assault or bullying while working in federal parliament. Yeah, Larissa, it was a really big day yesterday. In fact, it's been just under a year since former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins quit her job and went public with those claims that she'd been raped by a colleague at Parliament House in 2019. That sent a shockwave through Parliament. Multiple reviews were launched into workplace culture and the support available for the about 2,000 plus staffers that work there. And the biggest review was conducted by Sex Discrimination Commissioner Kate Jenkins. She found that 37% of staff had been bullied and just over a third of staff had been sexually harassed. Jenkins recommended that our political leaders deliver an apology for what's happened and acknowledge that things need to improve. That's what happened yesterday. The government is introducing legislation into Parliament this week that addresses other recommendations of the report, basically trying to make Parliament a better, safer workplace for all. Yeah, the leaders promised to do better in the future. The Prime Minister apologised directly to Brittany Higgins. It was a big day for her. She was there in the gallery along with former Australian of the Year Grace Tame. The pair will actually address the press club today. Oh, it was such a huge day, a very charged environment. You could feel that through the television screens. Uh, Higgins left the speeches early in tears. But of course, today, a very different venue, the press club, and she'll be alongside her friend, Grace Tame. It was actually Tame that inspired Higgins to go public with those rape claims. Higgins was watching her accept the Australian of the Year Award, where Tame spoke about swallowing the terror and confronting her abuser. And about a month later, Higgins did her own version of that. So today we're expecting to hear the women call out the government for not doing enough and no doubt we'll hear from Brittany about how she felt about that apology from Scott Morrison. They are speaking today at 12.30, plenty of eyes on this one. As you say, the government plans to introduce legislation that addresses other recommendations in Jenkins' report this week. Some of that will start today. Still in Canberra, the other big topic of discussion right now is the Religious Discrimination Bill. The government is running out of time to get it through Parliament before an election is called. They're running out of time. They're also running low on numbers. They may need to look to the support of Labor to get it through. Yeah, so Scott Morrison promised at the last election to introduce these laws, which broadly would protect people and organisations of faith from discrimination. At least that's what the conservative wing of the government says. For the moderates, well, they're not so enthusiastic. They worry that religious considerations could override other protections, ensuring that women, gay and trans people get a fair go. So it's tense. As you say, the numbers are tight. Some moderates say they can't support it. The government only has a one-seat majority in the lower house. That's where laws are made. So it means that Morrison might have to rely on Labor to get enough support to pass the bill. As to where Labor stands, they've offered conditional support to the bill, but they're yet to land on a final position. Equality advocates are calling for the bill to be scrapped altogether. 
On to international news now. It's been confirmed that an Australian Chinese man has spent the last 11 months in jail in Hong Kong and could face life in prison. He's been charged under the controversial national security laws that were imposed on Hong Kong by China. We don't know his name yet, but he was arrested for conspiring to subvert state power in January last year. This is a really big emerging story. Obviously, 11 months in jail is a long time with no clarity about what comes next. And China watchers say it's likely he was one of the 47 pro-democracy activists and politicians detained that day as part of China's crackdown in Hong Kong. And in concerning news, the Department of Foreign Affairs has confirmed that Australian officials haven't been able to see the man or give him consular assistance because dual citizenship is no longer recognised in the territory, now it's under Chinese control. Yeah, so while they're unable to give consular assistance, officials say they're in regular contact with his lawyers and they will continue to attend future court hearings. In sport now, lots of attention, of course, right now on the Winter Olympics, but we've got to bring the focus back to the Aussie women's cricket team just for a moment because the Ashes wrapped up yesterday and Eliza, it's always a great day when we beat the English. Oh, it certainly is. And uh, an incredible result from the Australian women. It's been a convincing all-round professional performance. Uh, They've sealed that series win properly on Sunday. As for the men, they've named their squad for the upcoming tour of Pakistan. Fair bit going on in men's cricket with coach Justin Langer's abrupt departure if we're going to call it that they haven't toured Pakistan since 1998 because of security concerns so I'm looking forward to that series but it's also important to let the women have some time to shine too. Yep the women's team are now getting ready for the World Cup in New Zealand in March. Long may the winning streak continue. On to Tinseltown now the Oscar nominees have been announced and there are some good chances for some Aussies this year. Oh, the Aussies were on fire overnight in those nominations. Nicole Kidman, she's been nominated for Best Actress for her depiction of Lucille Ball in Being the Ricardos. I haven't seen that one yet. She described it as the hardest role I've done. Uh, It was really Jane Campion's night. She's the Australian director behind the Top of the Lake series, if you've seen that. She won for directing The Piano in 1993. Now it's her Western thriller, The Power of the Dog. That swept the field with 12 nominations overnight. Cody Smith-McPhee, he's the 25-year-old Aussie from Adelaide. He was in Romulus, My Father, which many of us saw. Uh, He's been nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And Australian cinematographer Greg Fraser, he worked on the sci-fi blockbuster Dune. That received 10 nominations. Sci-fi, not so much my thing, but really keen to see Power of the Dog. Yeah, it's always good when they release these nominations. It's like a reminder of all the films that have been released. (laughs) You haven't seen (laughs) Yep. Belfast, Dune, King Richard, Nightmare Alley, Don't Look Up, a couple of others that have been nominated for Best Picture. If you like to keep an eye on the Razzies, they're the awards for the worst performances. Their nominations were announced as well. Diana the Musical is leading the charge with nine nominations. Kind of makes me want to see it. Oh, no, it doesn't. (laughs) Stand by for the winners announced in late March for both the Razzies and the Oscars. 
The TV show Bluey is not yet a big deal in my household, but I'm kind of looking forward to the day that it is. Someone with an eye for the pester power of kids has recreated the iconic Queenslander house, Eliza. You can rent it on Airbnb. Oh, look, Bluey is on high rotation in my house. Uh, The only problem is that each episode only runs for seven minutes, so I I need them doubled (laughs) in time. But in quite the marketing coup for Airbnb, they've decked out the house that inspired Bluey's house in Queensland with all the details that many of us recognise. It'll have custom-made replicas of toys that Bandit tells the little dogs to clean up all the time. Then you've got the famous duck cake that your kids could decorate if indeed you do (laughs) get this home. It's up for grabs for $10 a night for three nights only. I dare say it'll be extremely popular. Yes, it is a competition only at this stage. They don't plan to make it permanent. It's part of a promotion. We could also stay in Carrie Bradshaw's Sex and the City apartment or the Full House house. It's awesome to see that Bluey is right up there with those kinds of shows. But Airbnb also say never say never when it comes to making it a permanent thing. It looks pretty cool. It's pretty impressive. I'll pop a link to it in your episode notes. Squeeze the day. Eliza, what are you keeping an eye on today? Well, it's all Beijing Olympics. It's great to have it on in the Mm -hmm. afternoon, just like I did with Tokyo. But today I'm going to be cheering for Scotty James in the half pipe. That's this afternoon, I think, starting about 3.30. Yeah, Valentino Gaselli as well. Then later on this evening, the women's snowboard cross final is on. Two Aussies there to watch, Belle Brockhoff and Josie Braff. Stay listening for the Beijing Blitz from the Sports Today team. They'll take you through it all. Plenty more in the Squiz Today newsletter. Head to thesquiz.com.au au to sign up more details and links on all the stories we covered in today's episode that's all from us today have a good wednesday and we'll be back with you tomorrow